Hey you, thank you so much for listening. No matter when you are listening, no matter where you are, get comfortable. Get yourself a cup of tea, a glass, or an entire bottle of wine. Maybe smoke a blunt, get under a blanket, grab yourself some popcorn, and enjoy this week's episode of The Slut Show with Ellen Moore. Ladies, gentlemen, non-binary means and any and everyone in between. This week we're starting this episode a little differently because um, the world has been shocked with something that happened very recently. Due to the current situation in regards to COVID-19, instead of recording on location here in the Slut Show studio in Amsterdam, this episode is an Instagram live stream. Follow at the Slut Show with Alan Moore on Instagram to never miss out on any updates. And without further ado, enjoy this week's episode. My name is Ellen Moore. I'm the host of The Slut Show, and you might think that I created this show to talk about sex and giggle, but this is about way more than sex. It's about destroying the patriarchy. It is about making an end to sexism. It is about showing what it is like to be a woman living in today's world. It is April 2020. I'm doing a photo shoot outdoors, working with a male photographer. When at the first location, a car starts driving slowly next to me. Sitting in the car, there's two men saying something along the lines of, Hey, sexy, looking like that, I can't help but stop over. Want a ride? I'm wearing dark eye makeup and bold red lips. Why does it matter? I'm wearing all black. For my stilettos to my skinny jeans and for my leather jackets to my bandana. So because I look a certain way, you get to behave a certain way? I didn't think so. Not long, long after that, a scooter passes by. That's two men screaming, honking, catcalling. An hour or so later, we've changed location. My camera is my cameraman is shooting with a lens um, standing across the road from me, a tele lens. He's figuring out camera stuff, and while I wait and enjoy the sun on the opposite side of the roundabout, it takes less than a minute for the first car to honk. The driver of the car is a man, and like this. Honk was his cue for the rest of the roundabouts to join in. They all join in. I'm sitting there, alone. Cars are passing by, all male drivers entering the roundabout and joining in, honking their cars, hanging out of their windows to scream at me. Non-stop. Not just once. These men drive extra circles around the roundabouts to look again, to honk some more, to scream some more. And right when I thought things couldn't get worse, a bus joins the party. A public transportation bus mid-rush hour fills with loads of people. And when the male driver honks and takes another round on the roundabout too, I, I laugh because what am I supposed to do? I, I cannot sit there and cry. I am alone, surrounded by men screaming, drive, driving endless circles around that roundabout. Men who think they are entitled to my body because the way I look provokes them. But the real issue is not the way I look because not one woman that passes on that roundabout not one of them honks not one of them screams not one of them drives an extra circle because the issue is not the way i look the issue is these men and their entitlements them and their fucking audacity so don't you come at me telling me that feminism is no longer needed because all of this was just another tuesday for me i am a woman just like sarah everard was my story had a happy end, but Sarah's didn't. Sarah was walking home. She was calling. She had her keys in her hand. She walked faster and was cautious. Yet Sarah never made it home. And women can do all of this, but it's men who cause the horror. It's not the women who should change. 
it is the men who should. That being said, this episode I will be joined by someone who is a feminist powerhouse. I love her to the moon and back. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of light things, but also a lot of important things that might not be that lightweighted. Um, but before we're going to get into it, she's going to join me right now. Talking about bad ginger bad bitch, feminist boss babe, and CEO of Mad Women Magazine, Leah, and she will be joining us. Hey! Hello! I love... That was such a gorgeous introduction, Alan. You're so welcome. Um, I'm I'm so happy to have you here. It's been it's been a week. It's been a fucking hard week, man. Like a hard week for I think women everywhere. Like yeah, you, well, not even just in the UK, worldwide. Like starting off the week with bloody International Women's Day, and then going into the whole Meghan Markle shit and Piers Morgan being. A can't and then oh my god bloody Sarah Everard the vigil the protests and it's just it's a lot it's been a fucking lot <laughs> I was so excited for women's day I was so excited and I had so many good vibes and then everything happened and um how what has it been like for you you live in the UK um how has it been for you and the women around you I do you know what? I don't think I've processed it in a healthy way at all. Like, I think I've been very up and down. I think it's kind of, it's kind of reflected in other things as well. I know my housemates had a really difficult time. I know a few other women I know that have, sorry, get a bit. I know a couple of have had a really hard time. I just think I really haven't processed it well at all. I haven't really sat down and like wrote and really thought about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been shite. <laughs> yeah, it's oh man, it's been such a fucking shit show. Um, I I I I cannot I cannot even I don't have words for it, and I don't I'm not lost for words often. So says quite something. Um, that being said, obviously our respects and our condolences to her um, for everyone who who she left behind. Um, it's it's hard for me to now try and change this to a lighty, airy, fun thing. I just let's I, try anyways because yeah. I mean that's also what the slut show is about. Um, so maybe this tune will help us get into it. The Slut Show with Ellen Moore, the podcast slash talk show about shit you and I have to deal with on a daily basis about feminism, insecurities, feeling like a bomb ass bitch, and obviously about loads of sex. Enjoy your weekly dose of empowerment. Your weekly dose of empowerment. What's the most empowering thing you did recently? I recently went to the post office. This actually happened today. Okay. And I was posting out my Mad Woman magazines. And the woman behind the till, who was like our age, made a mistake. And she actually sent them out as like small parcels and not large letters. And that obviously costs like £2 more or whatever. Right. So I went back and tried to like get it refunded back onto the drop account and they were gonna take it out of her wage. What? And I am fuming about it. So all <laughs> week I have been writing emails. I have been livid. What the fuck? Livid. Like, are, you, are you serious? 
swear down on my life her manager made her call me and she was like hi uh, we worked out how much it's gonna be just to let you know my manager's asked me to let you know that it's gonna come up my wage I hope that's okay and I was like no it is not okay I was like put me under your manager and he was like it's come from above it's come from above so the post office won't refund me like 40 something pounds and they're gonna take it out of my wage so I've refused it but livid so it's been my empowering moment in the week. Oh I'm my fucking god, that is insane! <laughs> the Royal Mail Post Office. Oh my god, I am never shipping anything to you. No, I'm kidding. But oh my god, that is that is absolutely insane. For those who don't know, um, you run a fucking amazing magazine. Tell us a little more about that. Um. Yep, we are a feminist sign, inclusive of everyone. We hope to showcase and empower and platform voices of women everywhere like it's fucking sick and our second issue is currently out now we are still selling them we have a few left and check them out go buy them they're fucking amazing i was lucky enough to get one sent over the first edition so check them out um so how did you get into this how did you get started with this so i didn't I don't have any sort of magazine design experience at all. Which I, I find hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not very good with design or anything. I kind of learned in design through a guy who I work with and was just asking him questions and he was sending me like tutorial videos back. Um, and I just really, I think this summer and now more than ever, I feel like I have a fucking fire lit under my ass. And do. you do. Like, I want to do shit. I went to the protests yesterday and I came back and I've already applied to, like, 20 different charities for volunteer work. Like, I am fire lit under my arse. That's amazing. Do. I'm sick of not doing shit. I'm sick of ranting and feeling angry and then just... Can't Putting that anger into <laughs> actual creative things that are going to change the world. I'm ready for it. I think Today... changed. <laughs> I, I have my, you know, I have a rip-off calendar um, on my toilet, so every day I get to rip it off, which is really nice to get my anger out, you know, wretch. And then uh, I also get a new quote. It's actually a feminist daily calendar. So it has a feminist quote by a feminist powerhouse every single day. And today, I don't remember the exact quote, but I'm going to try and recall it. It says something along the lines of, uh, baby, what are you going to be doing with that one precious life of yours? And I was like, take over the world. <laughs> I want to die. And rich, horrible men, well, everywhere will be like, whoa, that was that annoying ginger that constantly got in my way. <laughs> exactly. That's going to be us. You remember those annoying two ginger bitches? They just stopped us at every corner. <laughs> <laughs> but fucking rightfully so. Um, you started this uh, beginning of Corona, right? How did... Um, in end of June, start of July, it right. started from there. It was very good. It was weird. It was towards the end of lockdown and it was like, I've had my four months now of yogaring and eating and cooking and listening to music. And then I was like, right, time to do something. Cause I can't, right. yeah, not having Cause you, your, like your professional job is something completely different. Yeah. I'm in, um, I'm a stage manager. I'm a I'm a thespian. She's literally <laughs> a boss babe. <laughs> That's what we like to imagine. 
um yes I'm a stage manager so I don't really do magazine at all I just have lots of them and I know lots of friends that are really into them so I was like this is and I kind of like all I couldn't imagine doing something that was strictly art or strictly writing right like the thing with yeah. is that you can be like anything anyone anywhere let's just let's all get involved you've had so how many different women have you gotten involved in in these two two magazines of yours is so i've had mad amount of submissions so i'm really sorry to anyone that can't be in them but just keep sending me your shit um i there's about 78 in the first one about another 78 in the second one and then wow yeah take two of the first one that involved another 78 girls and i probably i'm gonna have to do another 78 pdf of this one because there is so amazing stuff like there is some talented ass bitches in these magazines man and i'm not even in them so that is coming <laughs> <laughs> right um i know that you read a lot of books um you've told me a lot about that listeners don't know yet so please fire away i read i have such i think when things like this happen i think this is the thing for me when stuff like Sarah Everard happens or everything that happened this summer or anytime you get angry about something like I always go back to education you always go back to learn your shit listen learn listen learn and I think what's about feminism is that it's so wide range and there's so many different women worldwide with so many different stories and so many different lived experiences that I will just never understand sat in my little small town of Warrington like who's right. going But I just think reading is just the best way to really just understand what people have gone through. And I am in such a memoir stage. Like, I crave reading about feminist icons writing about their, their lives. And I get that. Like, it's their words. Like, I'm reading Bernadette right. writing. Like, that in her room, she wrote these words, and I'm now learning so much from it. And... If anyone wants a reading list, come to me because uh, my collection. Do you, do you have posts with like reading lists? Because if you don't, I'm gonna publish them on the social. I'll do it. I'll do it. Do it. <laughs> do it like today or tomorrow. I need those lists because they're good. If I if I go, hey Leah, do you have some recommendations? She'll send you like five million of them. Yeah, we'll do a little book swap. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Let's do that. That's a very maybe we can start like a book swap chain globally. Yeah. You get a book, you send a book. But like a feminist women sending books around the world globally. That would be amazing. That would be so good. And I always I'm really I'm really precious about my books and I never want to let them go. And I recently spoke my boyfriend's auntie, who is a fucking legend, was like gave me a book and was like oh just keep it like you can and I was like what and she was like well I've read it now it's all about new books new books and I was like oh so now I'm like right that's the way I've got to go I've got right. to giving them out and sending them to new people and being like read it send me something else read it <laughs> right no that's actually good I'm about to move actually I'm about to move houses which is a big deal um it is not a hundred percent set in stone but it's 98 now so that's three percent more than this morning so um i'm super excited about that and i was actually thinking about giving away all my books as well um because i've read them i've taken that information to myself i've processed it to something beautiful <laughs> and now it's time for other people to enjoy them i think it's on the, i think you should like go to go to like women 
like schools or like right leave them on the playground just be like here you go you right women you charities I'm, I'm gonna look into that that would be a very very good idea actually um you've been in a relationship with your boyfriend for how long um two and a half years and he lives quite far away i kind of announced it as talking about long distance because i guess i guess we can call it long distance right it's i think it's long distance it's it was long distance for me when it first happened i was like oh my god but i know friends that have been like ages away from their boyfriends for a long time right mine lives about two hours away from door to door it's more than money right 60 quid to get there (laughs) what's worth 60 quid yeah that is a a whoa uh, a a lot of things just fell down to the floor but that's fine that's totally fine that happens you know it's a live show that's the kind of stuff happens (laughs) um what has it been like for you is this your first long distance relationship yes and i remember being really worried and being like this is the end (laughs) um and now i absolutely love it like i love it that's great how did that change it's it's like two to three weeks max that we don't see each other right obviously now it's different circumstances i haven't seen for quite a while um but these three weeks they come it's more i'm missing him so i'm like oh i miss you and he gets to come we get to do activities and like have great Sorry if he's watching or any of Sammy's watching. Great sex and great. No, man, it's a slut <laughs> show. We're talking about sex openly. <laughs> and he gets to come. We have great sex and we have activities and we do stuff. And then I get sick of him and he leaves and we have space and I have my time. Right. Do you feel like you have the time that you spend together is spent better? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't. I don't. Well, I'll get back to you when he lives close. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but for me it's really i love it now because i can imagine the situation like for me i've been in a long distance relationship and it was not fun it was not but someone is saying in the in the chat right now long distance sex is next level and i fucking agree it is it's next level because you're just like we're here now let me you know get everything out literally and and, you you want it it and like I put on a sexy piece and it's exactly like, piece for you and he always shows up. I love like tight black boxes. I love, I love them. And then I know when he turns up and he's got them on, I'm like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you if, you're, if you're if you're listening to the podcast version right now, go over to YouTube and check out her face because this is hilarious. <laughs> like, oh, you put them on for me, did you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's hilarious. But that's so... I remember when I was in this long distance... Let me call it a situationship. I was in this long distance situationship. And so I was going to fly there. I was going to see them. And so I had this plan in mind of like wearing my over-the-knee boots. Like heels like bigger than my face. You know, like the whole sexy shebang. And then underneath like... um stockings and then a thong and then overneath like like other you know the most complicated lingerie set I've ever put on it took me an entire hour to put it on it was like 13 pieces I believe I don't know why it was 13 but it was a lot of them let me just keep it at that right yeah I was like what I'm you know I was getting lost in it 
And so I got there. And let me tell you one thing. If you're going to fly with a 13-piece lingerie shit set, you're going to be <laughs> fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> Don't do it. I'm not gonna be pretty on the other side of this plane. <laughs> and I was sweating on the plane because something was wrong with the air conditioning. And I was, I was there and I was like, okay, I need to, I, I need to put on something else. I can't. And so I went like out of the, the airplane. I went straight to the restroom and I just stripped down and I was in the lingerie set and I was like, okay, I'm gonna hang here and just let the air get me dry. I'll be out in 15 minutes. You should have just gone naked just with the boots after that point. Just been like, this is it now. We've tried. That I was considering it, and then I was like, that was kind of my plan for later in the week, you know? So, um, yeah, so that happened. I got on the tube right across London, traveled in like a lingerie set, and got there, and his dad was there, and I was livid. <laughs> I fucking livid at the man. I remember, like, and I was like, fuck off, John. Like, <laughs> oh, you should see how. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. Worst lingerie travel. I might make him put on my lingerie so he understands. Suspender belts, man. I cannot get the hang of attaching suspender belts to stockings. Advice? No. Advice? No, I'm I'm not the one. No. I I fight with these hours and hours and then it takes a second to pull them off exactly <laughs> i think kat is saying that yes but how i remember once walking up to a flatmate stripping down butt naked being like can you please attach them because i can't do it and he was like ellen you're naked i'm like yeah we had sex why are you making a big deal out of this put them on help me have sex with someone else okay <laughs> oh my god how how do you do it I did a photo shoot with my friend recently and we took like pictures of each other and honestly I was like every second and when I popped up she had to go and like fiddle with them and then we had to take a photo and then fiddle with them again. So this is just I'm more sweaty than everything. I'm more exactly than I am actually in sex. You you don't need you don't even need oil, you're wet all over anyways. <laughs> oh god, imagine. Right, but it's like okay so i had one time when it actually worked but that was because there were literal clips you know yeah and i've been searching for those for the yeah. rest of my life what's what kind of system is that is is there anyone watching right now that can give us advice is there anyone listening right now is there anyone on youtube watching this can someone <laughs> Slide into Buy some stockings, please. ADM of anyone. The worst. But the worst. My boyfriend what? loves stockings but hates the feel of them. You know, like, like the feel of tights. That right. So it's like he always wants me to put on stockings. I put them on, but they're always on for like two seconds because he hates the feel of them. So like, I take them off, and now let's. And I'm like. So you want me to spend two hours putting them on and then I have to take them off myself? <laughs> you joking? <laughs> what? Excuse me? <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you feel like you've gotten more lingerie ever since you've gotten in a long distance relationship? Oh, for sure. So it is my, it is a, it is considered one of my bills. 
in there with my monthly payment for this ring. <laughs> <laughs> like I take out my bills on Dre money. Rightfully, this is how we women should be treating ourselves. I mean, if, I make him do the same. Yeah, if, I mean, if you like lingerie, get it. I told one of my girlfriends recently, she um, told me about this real sexy set that she wanted to buy, like, handmade with leather and, like, kind of roped up, you know? Like, everything is showing, but then kind of roped up, you know? Kind of a construction like that. But she was like, I'm going to make it for myself because there's nothing in my size, which is fucked up. And then, then her birthday came and I was like, I want to give this to you. Can you please let me give this to you? So... Uh now, hopefully, I get to give it to her if she know if she cre creates a situation in which she can make it. Um, so I just started giving my girlfriends like lingerie and sex toys, and and because I feel, and this may just be me, but if I buy a piece specifically for the boy I'm dating, like I know he likes green leather, so I'll get green leather. Then I feel weird. When another boy comes along and I'm, and he's like, "Oh, I love green leather. What? Where did you get that?" And I'm like, oh, I, "I got that for this person." <laughs> if, I buy, if I buy lingerie for myself purely, it's different. I think I look sexy in it, so all the boys can see. Exactly. That's <laughs> such a different feel. I remember right, getting lingerie for life. Exactly. Those are the ones you want. <laughs> I remember getting something for my, my anniversary with an ex. Um, and I didn't get to wear them because of a very complicated situation. And then after that, I was like, I have these now. And I don't want to wear them anymore. And that's when I realized I'm buying it for myself now. Never for a boy. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. For real. Oh, Lingerie, man. One of the great inventions. For real, though. It's the dream. Um, do you feel like being a ginger, you get fetishized a lot? Yes. And I was speaking to this recently. I actually <clears throat> haven't encountered many negatives to it, but I know people that have. Like, Tell me about those. The only negatives I get is a lot of old people touch my hair. And, like, a lot of old men touch my hair. And I know it's, it's not normal. No. And I have only had, and I have a friend that I know is into gingers. Like he, like that's all he dates, like that's his thing. Right. Um, but only I've ever had lads that I want to pursue that has gone, love a ginger. And then I'm like, <laughs> get here. Great. Get Come on over. Wow. <laughs> I've never had any bad situations. What about you? Um, looking back at it now, I'm like, my ex might have had a had a ginger fetish, yeah. but you know, I I mean, if I'm into someone, it's so fine to me because I'm like, you know, yeah. it's great if you have a ginger fetish because I am. <laughs> that's what that's what's going on here. Yeah, I haven't had much bad experiences just with it. I looked up today, though, and there's an actual word for it. Oh, what is it? Mm. I'm going to Google this. Retophilia or retophilia? Retophilia. Rulophilia. It's a word for ginger's fetishization. Ginger fetish word. So this is like a porn genre, probably. Oh. Ru 
Root. Oh my god. Rutilophilia. Rutilophilia, darling. I am. I am the <laughs> the face of the rutilophilia campaign. Next time someone says it to you, I'll be like, "Oh, you have the case of rutilophilia, I see." And I will come take care of you, darling. I will be a doctor serving you today. <laughs> uh, so my childhood best friend just joined. Hey, babe. Um, so we just learned that uh, rutilophilia is ginger fetish. How mad! There's an actual word for it. There I, is an act. It's like a thing that people like gingers. Right. And there, there's a porn star ginger, which I can't show on Instagram, right above it. <laughs> right above it. <laughs> she's, she's, she's looking real cute, though. I mean, can't, can't deny that. Have you, do you feel like, um, because I remember once coming across uh, a porn video with a ginger and I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this or not. And I was like, you know, let me give it a try. And then I looked and I was like, well, I, I like the fact that she's as pale as I am. So I can, you know, I can relate to her laying there having a girl eat her out and be like, okay. But then how do you feel about that? Do, do you watch porn often? Yeah. Um, I have never had the problem with like not finding it sexy and maybe right. I do find it more sexy Interesting. I, know, I know lads that I've dated that I spoke to about it have said like it it depends because obviously they think of me when they see a ginger right so then they go oh that's like oh that she looks like Leah Which right is, sometimes if it's a lovely one great but if it's like a really nasty one then it almost makes them feel more dirty because it's like ooh. ooh the dirty <laughs> version of leah <laughs> leah's being naughty <laughs> <laughs> but i maybe i do find it more sexy do, do you oh. feel like you have one particular genre of porn that you're more into i love a good threesome nice have you ever had a threesome no would you want to um yeah. I sort of had a threesome, but I didn't have a threesome. I feel like I was too young. I don't think it counts. My image of a threesome in my head isn't what I want a threesome to be. Okay, uh, tell me more about that. It was just drunk friends. Right. Yeah. You even re I didn't even really know what sex was about then. I was just like, yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and I think I would have a threesome now if I wasn't in a relationship. I don't think I could have a relationship as with a threesome with my partner. Right. Why is that? I don't, I don't know. I think I'd be really in my head the whole time. Like, what's she enjoying? What's she liking? What am I liking? Am I, am we sharing? Are we doing this? I'd be really in my head. I wouldn't be like carefree and just like, let's have fun. I think that's interesting. I feel the exact same, but I think it would be interesting to talk to someone who, who is okay with it. Who yeah. Is, yeah. Who's actually doing it as well, because I feel like there's also a big s step between like, you have people who are not okay with it, then you have those who are okay with it, and then you have those who actually do it, you know? Yeah, because I, I can totally see... I don't have any problem with, like, jealousy in it, and I don't think I have any problem with, like, oh, like, what if, like, we're meant to just be us and really us? I don't have any problems with that. I just think 
when I have sex, I really just don't want to be in my head at all. I really want to be like open and having fun. And, and I don't know, I think currently, I think I'd get really in my head about it. Right. Even yeah, before I... it, maybe I'd be like really nervous before it and then during it. And then I don't know, I don't think I'd enjoy it fully. Whereas I think if I was single and just like having fun, I'd be more like, fuck it, let's so if you were single, because I've gotten in the situation where I was single and I was approached by a couple who, uh, in, in many, many occasions, really, not to, you know, brag, but there, there have been different situations in which a couple was like, hey, you want to have a threesome with us? Mm-hmm. And, every, and the last time that happens, I regret I didn't do it. But the other times, I just was like, I don't want to be the one to break up a couple if, like, they're in a bad place. Like, I don't know, if I don't know these people, how... Yeah. And it's the same. Again, I don't think, I don't think I'd have a problem with, like, that. And I don't think I'd have a problem with, like, what if... I just think I'd just be really in my head. Like, right. I'd, like... But that's maybe just being an experience with it as well. I'd be like, okay, let's have a turn each. What do we do now? Let's go... So would you want to have a threesome with another man or another woman? I think a man and a woman. Okay. So would you consider yourself uh, heterosexual, bisexual? I... Have you ever labeled it? I have never really thought about it. I feel like I am heterosexual because I don't think I'd have like a girlfriend or anything serious in that aspect. So I'd never want to like kind of like take that and be like oh yeah just because I want to sleep with a girl that totally means I'm all over the place like I'm so open like I just don't right um I just think women are really sexy and we are really sexy and even if we were in a threesome with a man I don't necessarily think I'd, I really want to explore the us two together mm-hmm. but I explore us two getting him <laughs> right oh that's an interesting point of view because for me the interesting part about having a threesome with um another girl would be what if she's sitting on my face while he's boning me or what if um i'm sitting on top of him why wait what is the situation the other way around um if she's get you know i'm sitting on her face while making out with him you know situations like that i i haven't thought like maybe and I don't think I'd be in a threesome with both of them and go, oh, no, sorry, don't touch me. Like, if he wanted to, like, let's go. But I think what more pleases me about the idea is the power that the two women would have. Kind of That's that. fun. That's like, a... I'm around my, like, when my, me and my friend did, like, lingerie shoots together and, like, took pictures. And, like, I just felt sexy around her. And right. Sexy. And I was like, we look sexy right now right (laughs) that i have never been in a situation where i was like i feel so i feel like such like two bomb ass bitches and we're gonna you know get this man to do everything we want him to do yeah do you know what i mean that i want to have one of those (laughs) (laughs) uh let's find a guy who is a rufilophilia and let's do (laughs) it Rufilophiliac. <laughs> hey. Yeah, um, I, would I, would you I, not ever want to have a threesome with two men? I maybe it would all depend on the men. Of course. I don't. I feel like I'd like to be like dominating. I feel like I'd like that whole like vulnerability side. But 
I feel like I'd probably like it for like 10 minutes and then I'd be done. And then it'd be like, you two are enjoying this too much. It's a lot of dick. You know what I mean? I feel like it'd be, if it was two men that were also just like, let's have fun, it was all kind of experimenting, I think I'd like it. But if it was very, if I didn't know their intentions, if they were like really dominating and that's why they wanted the threesome, I don't think I'd like it. See, this is why I've been, um, I've been scared to create a plan like that, you know, because I'd love to do that, but I would want to know that I can trust these men with anything, anything, Not really, because you're at your most vulnerable when yeah. you're having sex, obviously. I'm a chatter. I'm a talker in sex. Like, I love talking i love asking them what feels good i love telling people what feels good i love like i love that aspect so i think i really want a if i was to do it i'd want two men that was really like that and we were all communicating chatting and not like oh three so let's fuck mm -hmm. and then, i think i'd like that for like 10 minutes and i'd be like oh over it okay Ew, right you fuck me let's get on with this <laughs> how'd you get <laughs> no, but rightfully, I, I get that. Do you feel like, do you come easily? Mm. I, yes. However, it is totally how I'm feeling. Like, it's not like I come easy, everyone can make me come. A thousand percent no. Like that, it's how, if I'm loving it. Right. And I'm and I love them and I think they're sexy. I'm I'm very easily can finish and be sorted. But if I'm not feeling it, I'm just I don't care what they could literally do all my favourite things in the world and I still would just be like clocked out. Right. I think that for women it's far more of a mental game than just a physical thing. Like, I could literally give them a list of my favourite things. And if I didn't love them and think they were sexy and think they were really cool and be, like, really happy that it's happening, I'm just not happening. It's the same when I masturbate. If I'm not in the mood for it, I could do everything I know I love and I still am just like, no, not happening. That's interesting. I think it's really cool that you know from yourself that you're a good communicator in the bedroom because I feel like um, I spoke to one of my close male friends recently and he was like, can you ask someone on the slut show how do you make a woman communicate better in the bedroom? Because I noticed that I'm not good at it either. Like, mm. you would think she's also the slut show. She knows her game. That's n not the case in many areas, you know? I mean, I've never... I've always been either in a relationship or having sex with someone I've known for a long time. Like I've never had like, I've never been single long enough to have like sex with different people. And I think that's right. a, uh, I think that helps because every, everyone I'm with, I already really know. Right. I probably find it, I probably find it hard if I had a one night stand and was like, stop, stop, this isn't working. Like, can we chat? Like, well, what, what would you like? <laughs> I probably wouldn't do that. I'd probably just sort of guide them right. naturally and hope that they got the, the gist. I, but I at one point had a situation where I was like, oh, okay. And I pushed him, I pushed him back. And, I, and he was like, what, what's going on? I was like, listen, 
I'm gonna set some ground rules here because it's not going to my liking. And I like this memory is why I need to do this more often. So I set him down. He was like, "What's going on?" Like he had a hard on. So it was quite a situation. I put him down. I was like, "Okay, we're gonna talk right now." It was the one I sent. I've never met the guy. I don't recall his name. To be very honest, I put him back. You know, and I told him, "Listen, I'm gonna give you three rules right now. There's." <laughs> There's, there's no spanking. There's no butt stuff, and you're gonna make me come. And he was like, "Capish, let's keep going." <laughs> it is so sexy. And if a boy actually went, "Oh, um, I'm no, I don't want to do," I'm really, and got really intimidated, you'd be like, "I don't want to have sex with you anyway." Then, Please. yeah, he actually made me come, no, no, and he like, listened to the rules. So it's sexy, man. It's so good. I need to I need to re-implement this again. This is my <laughs> sentence. Like it's to I mean, this is only recent for me. Like I I a hundred percent didn't have that much confidence. And it I it was my friend and she's so sexy, man. She's so sexy. And I remember walking with her and she like hates certain things in the bedroom that obviously normal girls would like love. And mm -hmm. I remember she was telling me the story and she was like I just say to them, like, as soon as we start kissing and stuff, I instantly just say, like, do you want to, like, make me come? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, okay, this is what I like. And they're always like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she's like, now tell me what you like, because I really want to make you. And they're like, and I was like, that is so goddamn sexy. Right. So sexy. I hope there's women listening who are going to do this because of this, because I sure as fucking hell am. I'd find it so sexy if I was with a man. He was like, do you want to, like, pleasure me? And I'd be like, yeah, hell yeah, I do. What? And he'd be like, this is what I like. And I'd be like, I'm on it. I'm <laughs> on it. Is there anything in the bedroom that you do not specifically like? Hmm. I'm not a bum person as well. But I do love a good bum grab. Like a, if you're not like pulling my hips, I just don't want to know about it. Right. So no mood for your hands not being interaction. Right. Um, I don't like feet. However, I love it when boys kiss my feet. That's but I think that like when I get kisses and then they kiss my foot, I feel really powerful. <laughs> feel really like yeah my fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that is so good i love that but i don't like feet in it if they started doing other stuff i'd be like oh stop stop okay no but i need to give you one thing that you should try out this is like okay listen so i i i was like no no feet ew you know i i was i was about you know when i was getting into sex i was like ew foot fetish like super kink shaming um don't do that now anymore but anyways um my best friend the best friend of uh my at the time partner uh had this massive foot fetish and so i told my partner like why why does he have that and so he was like do you don't want to try something right and i was like you know i mean you can try and suck my toes <laughs> and so he was like okay let's take a shower i'll suck your toes and so we took a shower, we go back in the bedroom. And so I had, I had to like, you know, turn off everything that was inside of my brain. I was like, okay, 
let's just see how he goes. So he kind of built his way. He, he just went down further and further. And eventually he did it. And I was like, oh, this feels really nice. And I was so shocked. Have someone suck your toes and come back to me, okay? I will, but I do have really ticklish feet and I, I'm terrified I'll kick them in the face. I do too. <laughs> I do too. You gotta like, and I'm like oh. zen into it and be like, okay, I'm gonna give myself to this and they're now gonna suck my toes. <laughs> oh God. Do you know what? Maybe I would like it. I'm not against it. I've just... You and maybe it's different. Maybe when I think of, I think of fetishes as a sense of like, I want to give it and I want to receive it. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And maybe because I never want to do it. Maybe that's why I put, don't want it. Put him in the shower. Put him in the shower <laughs> and then be like, go down on your knees and I then be I like. Think of it his toe beforehand. Then be like, no, not the dick. Give me your feet. <laughs> <laughs> not have it here. I want this. Let me try and suck it. Tell me how you like it, love. <laughs> I also can't, and I love, I've tried this so many times, and I just can't do it. I cannot role play. Oh, interesting. I can't so you, when you tried, what did you try? I had, so firstly, they wanted to role play. So I was like, okay, thinking, I'm an actor. I fucking got voice. <laughs> I'm going to make you believe it. <laughs> a fucking Oscar winner performance and I was just cracking up throughout the whole thing like kissing myself laughing and I just <laughs> and then they bought like a game where like you had to you pulled a card and it would tell like a kind of situation mm -hmm. again I just find it so funny that I just he was like hi I like the dog that you're walking in the park and I was like well thank you sir <laughs> Go behind this bush. <laughs> I just can't do it. And I'd love to be able to. I've never properly tried it, but I've never been in a situation where I'm like, you know, with you, I would like to do a little role play. Because, I mean, if I'm, if I'm having some random person over from a club who I just picked up, I'm not going to be like, you're my patient now, and I will be your doctor. Oh, you've broken a club. Let me take care of you. <laughs> oh, I can't. I'd love to think it's one of the things I'm going to take on later in life. I'd love that too. When I'm like 40 and 50, and I'll just give him a card with a character basis. in <laughs> <laughs> Pizza Express, 7 o'clock. And I'll be a waiter. I've had a tip for the night. I'll be a waiter. I'll be a waitress tonight. I have an apron for like two seconds, I promise. That is that is actually a good idea. What what would you say is the sluttiest thing you've ever done? Probably wearing my lingerie with my coat and traveling across London. Or wait. What I didn't understood was that you had no clothes over it. I had lingerie set and everything, and I travelled all the way fucking across London, and I, <laughs> and we had like fish and chips. I was fuming. But were you in your coat? Yeah. Oh, well, I went up to his room, and then he, I put was like, oh, God, trousers, and then was like, oh, fish and chips. Hmm. Oh my God, that is horrible. <laughs> I was livid. I was livid. 
And then recently, I did um, Polaroid pictures. Oh, nice. Sexy. I sent them in the post. And I took a Polaroid picture and I sent them to him. And then he was like, oh, a letter came. And I was like, open it. Open the letter. Look what's inside that letter. It's me in my laundry. Ow! <laughs> I love it. But I thought there was going to be something like, oh, so, and then his dad opened no, it. and No, okay. I, I stapled them to the, I like safety pinned them to the car because I thought, oh, he'll go into the kitchen and be like, oh, look, a Valentine's Day card from Leah. <laughs> Bam, out there. No, I safety pinned them. That's very that, smart of you. I felt very powerful. I made, um, uh, <laughs> oh. I made an, I made an ex of mine sign a contract that he wasn't gonna leak my nudes. <laughs> I literally had a handwritten contract written up, like with, with like, um, he was gonna get fined <laughs> if he was gonna leak or digitalize them. Should I? You should do a template and be like, "Hey, girls, we know it's a problem." Download this template. Print it off at your local post office. That is a very good idea. DocuSign? New Century? I literally did it. I wrote it down. It said <gasps> something. Should I go grab it? Because I think I could yes! find it. Okay. Yes, you should. We're heading out of the studio right now. So you're having some behind-the-scenes views. All right. Let me see if I can find it. I think I should be able to find this. All right. So, I think it should be somewhere in here. Um, meanwhile, tell me some more of your lingerie stories while I'm searching for the notebook. I, I recently did a shitty purchase. I bought boxes for my other half. And I imagined them being these really sexy Calvin Klein pieces. And I was right. like... I look so sexy when you finally come and see me. You're gonna wear them, and I'm gonna know I've sent you them in the post. Right. And like he put them on and took a picture, and I was like, "Yeah, they look sexy." And he was like, "I just didn't think this would be your style." And I was like, "What do you mean?" And I got them in gold glitter. <laughs> <laughs> no way! Gold glitter Calvin Klein's. They are the most disgusting shit ever. Oh my god, that's hilarious! Though. Right, for them to come visit with sexy boxes on, and now. Oh my god, gold glitter. They're disgusting. That is incredible. I'm currently into the crotchless knicker. Oh, so are you the ones wearing them or is he? Oh, me. Oh, nice. Maybe. <laughs> That's something to try, right? Yeah, I think they're a thing and I didn't really notice. I didn't really think about them at all. Right. And then there's cats before hours to put on zero time to take off not these bad boys <laughs> that is actually a very good one uh, what i've done is just had guys you know cut them open or rip them apart you know but i've never thought of you know doing the that's a very good idea oh so my god oh my oh my there's a bit on savage fendi at the minute there's a set on savage fendi that if anyone them and doesn't send me the link they are it's a black like a black mesh bra and gloves very nice oh and then it's a skirt bottom and it's like tied up the back oh that's very cute so can, 
can someone get these for me? That would be really nice. I hope that, that like, my, my going through all these notebooks, I am 100% sure it's in this one. But I cannot find the damn contract. Maybe he... What's it say? I literally had a fine in it. I came up with a way to formulate it that would fine him for the rest of his life. I think I wrote down something along the lines of you will be paying me monthly this and this and this amount of money that you, you, you know, it's not something you're going to be able to pay. Um, I, love I, I love it. I, you know, yeah. Oh my God. I found it. <laughs> okay. Wait. We're going to go back to the studio. I found it. <gasps> this is hilarious. Okay. The utter power. Okay, so I need to translate it while reading it. Okay. How so long did you send this? I was, I can't say because then, then people know who this I, is. But I was young. Okay. I keep it at that. Uh, too young to know how to do this. <laughs> so I made him write, made them write down. Okay, I already said him. I made him write down. I, first name, second name, last name, <laughs> hereby promise never to use the pictures taken of Ellen there there and there or take uh, or use future pictures that can qualify as nudes and therefore um will be numbered I I numbered my nudes so that I knew how many he had um <laughs> I sound like a psycho, though. Um, this is sexy. I don't the, 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 new, the news that were taken with this and this camera, I promise to not digitalize them or leak them. In the ca case our relationship ends, Ellen is going to get all of the photographs sent back to her. And if one of these... <laughs> if, oh my god, I did not! If one of these um, agreements are not taken seriously, a fine of a million euros per picture from the first one on uh, will thereby, you know, and then we signed it. We both signed it. I love that. Imagine if that was a trial that went and you were like, he owes me a million pounds and I'm suing. He would have owed me, like, a multiple millions. <laughs> Ellen, you were a powerhouse of a young age. See, this, this is why I am the boring slut show host. <laughs> I can't believe you were that powerful at that young. That oh, is, my God. I absolutely... <sighs> well, thank you. You, you make me feel very good about it. Weren't you? Ow! Other girls have stories and you were like well every one of my lovers signed a contract <laughs> i cannot believe i actually did this i was what i was in my teens i oh my god so oh, that oh. happens that's what you are uh, so um that's the story i did not expect to be, <laughs> to be telling tonight um Anyways, before Instagram is going to cut us off by being rude after ending it for one, because one hour has already passed. Um, I know, I know. Um, thank you so much for being here and doing this with me. I absolutely loved it. Thank you for your openness and your honesty. You are a powerhouse no, downpour. You're a 
out. Thank you so much, love. Um, Thank you so much at home also for tuning in for this week's episode. Next week, I'm back, same place, same time. But this time, I will be joined by BDSM Babe and the Ametriosis expert um, and the princess of anal because she is into butt play, Hannah Davies. If you like this episode, I am sure you will love season one and two just as much. So head over to youtube.com slash buy on more or listen to The Slut Show on your favorite podcast platforms. If you want to support The Slut Show, Head over to my Patreon page and follow the both of us on Instagram. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you at home for watching. And for now, sluts out. Bye. Bye. <laughs>